Hi, this is Jalen for Dobbs, where tire buying is easy. At GoToDobbs.com, shop brands, sizes, pricing, and our amazing deals. With 40-plus locations, get same-day install. For tires, it's Dobbs. For deals you can use, click on GoToDobbs.com now. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Football season is finally here, and that means our guy Benny Heisler is joining us here on the show. He joins us via the Brown and Crouppen Celebrity Line. You can find his work on Sports Illustrated, where he is a fantasy and gambling analyst. You can also follow him on Twitter. He is at Benny Heis. Heis, how you doing today, man? BK, Alex, what's going on, gentlemen? Happy start of the football season to you. It's finally here. So, Heiss, I had a very unpopular opinion, I believe, in our last segment. Where it's common. I essentially said, <laughs> I actually think this was the year where we learned that the preseason does have value. Maybe not for the teams, not in the way that we typically think of it, but just for us as fans with the anticipation starting to grow as we watch the preseason. Did you feel that way at all? Did you feel like there was a lack of anticipation building? coming up into what is obviously the start of the season tonight. I don't know if I felt a lack of anticipation, BK, because I'm so entrenched into this from, you know, a daily perspective. I'm constantly monitoring what's going on at these different training camps. And to be honest with you, I I really didn't mind it from the standpoint of if this could get us to the regular season, if all these teams could be insulated in their bubble to ensure that we would at least have somewhat of a safe start to the NFL season, then I was all for it. I think from the level of you know, maybe feeling like from the casual fan, uh, this might have snuck up on us a little bit from the perspective of, you know, all of a sudden we have some training camp, we're not actually seeing games. I, I think that opinion makes sense that maybe the start of the NFL season came a little bit sooner than anticipated, even though it's probably one of the later starts in recent history. But, you know, from a fantasy level, I, I think so much of us were already starting to get entrenched and try to know what was happening in our leagues that it didn't really feel like it snuck up for me. But maybe for more people that are just tuning in for the first time going, oh, football's back. I totally get it from that perspective as well. Ben, do you feel like that adds a little bit more excitement to it, though? Because I told BK when he said that in our last segment, it's, it felt like you're going into it blindly where you're trying to figure out what these teams are going to look like. And with the offseason that we had of a Tom Brady uh, moving to Tampa and a Clowney signing with the Titans and all of the moves, it kind of built that excitement up a little bit more, didn't it? I think so. I, I think from the standpoint of trying to understand, even on, on the sort of the betting markets and trying to evaluate, okay, like how is Tom Brady going to look like at this team? Mitch Trubisky won the quarterback battle for Chicago. Is that going to have any sort of impact on what this offense might look like? Or is it still going to be as atrocious as it has been for the last several years with Trubisky running the show? Normally in a preseason in, a, in sort of the, at least those competitions, you get some sort of a semblance of what actually makes sense and, and what you can anticipate. Now, the problem is that the preseason usually tricks your eyeballs a lot as well, and, and the things and results that you see usually don't end up translating at the NFL level once the regular season starts. So there's a lot to try and determine here. There's a lot to be able to try and figure out. I think the biggest factor will be attempting to, at least in these week one odds guys, trying to just understand like, okay, there's no home crowd at this point, but is there still going to be a home field advantage? 
knowing that these teams can rest comfortably. They're not traveling in the midst of, a, of the coronavirus. Um, trying to adjust week one to week two with a lot of these betting lines, I think is going to be fascinating. That's actually what I wanted to get into with you, Heiss. And we're talking to Ben Heisler. He's a fantasy and gambling analyst for Sports Illustrated, joining us here on 101 ESPN. What are you seeing from the lines? Does it seem like Vegas is going with their typical three-point home field advantage, or are they adjusting already to this as well? What are, what are you seeing from that perspective, and how are you going to try to attack it? I don't think Vegas is necessarily putting that traditional three-point home field advantage on BK uh, because we've already seen uh, a bunch of home underdogs uh, so far this year. You have Atlanta that's hosting Seattle. Uh, it, it's a, in the early part of the, the uh, upcoming season. Uh, you move a little bit forward. Washington is a six-point division home underdog against Philadelphia, and the Eagles right now have all sorts of depth issues at the wide receiver spot. Uh, they might be missing multiple guys for week one. Uh, you continue down that list as well. Jacksonville, arguably one of the worst teams in the NFL. They're uh, more of an underdog by a touchdown and a half currently to the Indianapolis Colts. Uh, so there's plenty of home dogs. The Rams opening up in a brand new stadium against the Dallas Cowboys. Cowboys tend to always be a, a big favorite when it comes to the betting market. Uh, but right now the Rams, even with all that excitement in LA, are currently uh, plus three and a half in a Sunday night game at home. So I don't think you're necessarily seeing that factor in, but I do think home field is going to matter, especially as these teams really leave their practice facilities and their bubble from their home city for the first time really in several months. Hey, Ben, I'm curious from a fantasy perspective, you know, with no preseason as we've talked about and kind of a different looking training camp this year, do you see one position having a bigger season than the other in terms of a running back compared to a wide receiver? As far as sort of determining whether or not the, the preseason matters to, to help with you know fantasy production, not necessarily. I will tell you that from a depth perception this year, um, you're, you're going to see more depth spot at both tight end and wide receiver than I think you've ever seen before in fantasy football. And even at running back, there's still so many guys that are just sort of hanging around uh, that are waiting in the wings that could be dynamic players in the right opportunity, like Chase Edmonds with the Arizona Cardinals, Tony Pollard, who's backing up Ezekiel Elliott uh, in Dallas. And I would say from a fantasy football strategy perspective, one of the things that I'm doing this year that's not necessarily agreed on in the industry is, you know, when we talk about handcuffs, you know, where you're going ahead and getting that backup running back of the stud that you drafted in the first round to make sure that if that player goes down, you still have somebody to back them up. I'm worried about the COVID impact of the handcuff this year. And so what I've decided to do is I've tried to take more of a stock market approach um, to fantasy football this year. Instead of taking the handcuff for guys that are directly on my team, I'm now taking elite handcuffs regardless of what team that they're on. Because chances are, if you draft Dalvin Cook of the Minnesota Vikings and he goes down with the coronavirus, Alexander Madison is probably going down with the coronavirus as well. They're in the same room. They're in the same meetings. They're right by each other. So to me, it doesn't do you a whole lot of favors if one of your players ends up coming down with coronavirus, if his teammate who's about to take his spot on the roster likely ends up coming down with it as well. So I'm trying to diversify my team as much as possible. In the event that there is an outbreak, it doesn't completely dismantle your season. We're talking with Ben Heisler here on 101 ESPN. Heis, one thing that I think is going to be really interesting here in week one is just seeing the number of high-profile players that are making their debut for their new teams. I mean, if you're looking at the rookie class and you're looking at Joe 
Joe Burrow. If you're looking at the quarterback position, Cam Newton, Phillip Rivers, Tom Brady. I mean, it it is time and time and time again. All of these games, we're going to see somebody that is a star making their debut. And we haven't even talked about DeAndre Hopkins making his debut for the Cardinals this weekend. What are you most looking forward to from those guys? And is there anybody from that list that you are particularly interested in from a fantasy perspective this year? Somebody that is moving to a new team. Well, I, I think from a fantasy level, the guy that you mentioned among all of those that probably is in the most advantageous matchup is Cam Newton. I mean, what better opportunity if you're the Patriots who got knocked out of the bye week last year that allowed the Kansas City Chiefs to move into that bye, end up winning the Super Bowl, uh, and now you get to host Miami once again. That's the last team you played, and so much has changed for New England, especially at the quarterback spot where Cam Newton has now replaced Tom Brady. I'll be honest with you guys. I wasn't sure about how Cam Newton and Bill Belichick would initially get along, but the fact that they've named him a captain, the fact that Newton has spoken so eloquently about his time so far in New England. Now, that could all change if they start losing games, of course, but um, it's been really impressive to me to see that dynamic right from the very beginning get going and possibly put the Patriots back in a situation where they can contend once again as AFC East Division champions. So I think from a matchup perspective, Cam Newton going in against Miami at home is a great opportunity uh, for him to get off of uh, the New England, get off at least from, from the New England side with the win and put up some solid fantasy numbers. Remember, this was the guy that was going to be the quarterback for in 2018 up until that injury. So he still has a ton of fantasy value. He's still an upside play. As far as the matchup, not necessarily from a fantasy level, it's hard not to get excited about what you're going to see with Tom Brady going on the road against the Saints in the Dome, divisional matchup, first time playing in the NFC. That's the game that I'm circ- that I am circling as far as must watch for me, but probably staying away from, from a fantasy perspective. I, I just don't know what Tom Brady is going to be this year. And I don't know how much of a downfield threat he's going to be, even with as good of that offense that, as, as it is. Last quick question for you, Heist. Tonight's game, Texans versus Chiefs, has the highest point total of the week in Vegas. It's sitting at 53.5 right now for the over-under. Is this just a scenario, fantasy-wise, where you're playing everybody that you've got that would typically be a starter? Absolutely. Although there is a bunch of good, sharp information coming in. If you go to sportsillustrated.com slash gambling, you'll notice that our our Vegas insider, Frankie Tadeo, is deciding to go with the under on this game. The total might have been set a little bit too high in this one. But that's not to say that you don't start pretty much every Chief that you have. There's there's Pat Mahomes, there's Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey, uh, maybe McCole Hardman, Clyde Edwards-Alaire, certainly all these guys are in play. Um, just because those are the Chiefs that you drafted to be the studs for your team throughout the entirety of the year, and you know that they can put points up on the Texans. Uh, as for the Houston side, there's plenty of opportunity for them knowing that they're going to have to try to keep up with the Chiefs offense as well. Deshaun Watson is a must-start this week. Same thing with Will Fuller, uh, who is finally healthy. He's going to be the number one wide receiver. Brandon Cooks is dealing with an injury, so he might see more targets in the middle of the field. David Johnson is one of the best pass-catching running backs in the NFL, so you know he's going to get plenty of volume in this offense as well, especially if they're behind. So, uh, yes, play all your Texans, with the exception of Cooks, because he's probably hurt, and certainly, certainly play all your Chiefs. In fact, I I can't really think of a scenario, guys, in which you wouldn't play your top-level Chiefs players. I I think they're matchup for pretty much the entirety of the season. The one guy I'm not in on this year that a lot of people seem to be is McCole Hardman. I just don't think the snaps are going to be there for him. Are you you in the same spot with with him? I'm with you. Yeah, I'm with you. He's dynamic, and 
you know, the thing about Tyree Hill in that first year is we didn't think he could do it again because the touchdowns were so high and the efficiency level was unlike anything we had ever seen before. McCall Hartman's still going to have some of those breakout plays. And, you know, if you play him every week on in daily fantasy, at some point he's going to have one of those monster weeks and everyone's going to jump all over him. But you're right there. He's just not going to be on the field as much as we need him to be. And Mahomes is still going to spread it around. You still have Clyde Edwards Alaire. You still have Daryl Williams. Uh, Kelsey's going to get a bunch of volume. Hill, Demarcus Robinson is still on this team. So uh, I, I like McCall Hardman's skill set, but you're right. In an, an efficiency level, it just doesn't make sense to be the guy that everybody is in on this year. Heiss, we always appreciate the time, man. Well, you can find Ben Heisler's work on Sports Illustrated. You can give him a follow on Twitter as well. You should definitely do so. At Benny Heiss, H-E-I-S. Thanks so much for the time today, man. We look forward to talking with you each and every week right here on 101 ESPN. All right, sounds like a plan, boys. Be good.